0: Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 186, probably for June 7th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison The Godfather Jimmy D'Aresta I didn't I didn't hear a trumpet uh, you were breaking breaking up a little bit I'm ready Hang on Say Jimmy D'Aresta again A Jimmy D'Aresta <laughs> There we go. Uh, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossklaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgley, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, and Gangi and Pop Pop Space. Ooh, one breath. Can you believe it? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I didn't take one breath. Maybe that's why your internet's
1: cutting in and out. You're talking too fast. You know what, though? You're in the middle of, like, tech central of the world. Why, why do you have crappy internet?
0: Uh, I am at a hotel, uh, which likely, despite being surrounded by, you know, Silicon Valley and Menlo Park, uh, is just opting to give me cheap internet. Oh. What, um, what are we working on? Bill Lutz, what are you working
1: on? I am I'm am working on entertaining a friend of mine who's out hey. here visiting yeah hey. so I had uh, I had uh, a friend come out for my wife's birthday it was a surprise for her she had no idea although I'm lying and she <laughs> knew and, um, and then we went all over the place around the Bay Area and, and then I gave him a tour of uh, different places and oh you got to see the salon yeah I had a well, blast I had a blast too. thank you so much yeah, oh. uh, Tim, not yet. Uh, so, Phil, what did you think about Salon?
0: <laughs> salon was as awesome, actually awesomer, than Bill makes it out to seem. Like, you walk in there, and this really is like a like a Lutz mecca of things that he's made. And uh, you guys have the strangest construction material I've ever seen. Like, I walked in there, and I was like, what is that plywood? Inch-thick plywood with, like, hardboard backing on top. I was like, what the hell is this? Well, I glued uh, the hardboard backer to it. Oh, you did that, but either way, inch-thick plywood—I've never yeah. seen that.
1: Yeah, that it's subflooring, so it's kind of like a tongue and groove. You would use it like for a subfloor. You can get it around here anyway at the big box stores, and then you just cut the uh, the tongue and then the groove off of each side, and it's you got it's inch not, thick. It's not OSB. No,
0: no it's actual plywood.
1: plywood. Huh? But I like, never the seen the that. The
0: really thick. Yeah,
1: so I used that and then glued that uh, hardboard to the top of it, and uh, that's their shelf, and uh, it's kind of cool. It
0: was, everything in there was really cool, and then I, what I loved most was how excited Casey was to show me around everything, and then and then Billy did this, and then Billy did this, and then oh, you <laughs> have to see what Billy did over here. It was probably the most adorable thing I've ever seen.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, especially yeah, really
1: with cool. me being in the same space at the same time, with my adorableness next to Casey being adorable, you must have been adorberated out of your mind.
0: Uh, yeah, no, something like that. Um, I certainly am feeling something now, um, but it was uh, it was a real treat, in all honesty. And then after the salon, we went to Casa de Lutz where I got to see where the magic happens. Um, and then after we saw the bedroom, he took me to see his garage and workshop, and I was like, "This is everything I imagined it was. It's a great, <laughs> great setup."
1: Yeah, for a small space, I like it. It's pretty good.
0: No, it was great. And then, um, and then, hopefully, you you um, you know, you utilize some of the suggestions I offered to make it even better. Um, <laughs> sure, I will. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was. I wrote it down. Didn't you see me taking? No, those? I know. Yeah, I saw you frantically, frantically writing in shorthand. It's like, where is a pen? Of
1: all the things I need in my shop, I don't have a pen handy. Because Phil's throwing out some zingers, some golden goose advice, whatever you guys call it, and
0: golden nuggets. Yeah, of nuggets wisdom. of gold. Of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, that's what I did. I, I I got to hang out with Phil Pinsky for my wife's birthday. What about you, Tim? What what kept you busy besides not doing that?
0: Yeah, well, we there at all. I
1: I'd love to sort of.
2: Just throw out the random insults and and jabs and stuff because I'm jealous. But I'm gonna try and rise above that <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and not and not do that because uh, I was a little jealous that you guys got to hang out and uh, I, I've been to the Bay Area, but it's been a long time and I didn't go with anybody that knew their way around or anything. I just sort of. So I mean, I imagine that Phil had a great a great tour from, that a, was the from best a native
1: part. like a local, you know. He even got to see the house, uh, what's that show, yeah. Phil?
0: Oh, I got to see the Full House house. Yeah, the oh Full God. House house. <laughs> well. The, the dancing ladies. It's
2: worth the whole trip right there, I'm sure.
0: Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm writing some orders and opening accounts, so that makes the trip technically worth it from a professional point of view, but uh, sneaking in got. some personal time with a good friend is, um is is a great perk and one of the last non-taxable benefits.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. You can write off yeah, that, like dinner, that you bought Casey for her birthday.
0: Oh, nice.
2: It's kind of like that time you came down and visited me on Business, Phil. Oh, wait, that's right. You bailed. <laughs> <laughs> did we or did
0: we not hang out in Hartford?
2: Yeah, we did. We did once. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And we recorded the podcast together there. That's right. You did. Yeah.
0: That's I right. forgot about that. Actually, right, ap- you're kills. so quick to forget after yeah, yeah after, I, visited,
2: I visited a hotel in Hartford that was great
1: after we <laughs> drop Phil back off um, Casey says to me she's all they're never both gonna get out here together you're gonna have to go to the East Coast so you guys can be all three together I'm like okay so well logically well, I speaking, coming up no huh
0: what's coming up isn't is isn't the other podcast thing happening I don't know if it is, because I haven't heard anything about it, so I don't know what
1: they yeah, I do Yeah, like I don't know that they're doing anything. I know Jimmy has invited us at any time to come out to his property and just record from there.
0: Yeah. All right. I mean, yep. that would be awesome. Uh, and certainly an easy drive for me, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, that's probably not too bad
0: for you. What, four or five hours? At most. He's north of Albany, right? oh jeez, I, so. I don't remember. Well, he's about... Albany is four hours away from me, so I'm sure he's north of Albany. He must be closer oh, yeah. to Rochester. Well,
2: because he's only, like... He's a little over two hours from me, if I, if I remember correctly, so... That makes sense, because we're only six hours apart, yet you blew off yeah. coming to visit me, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah.
2: I could bring your welder, if I haven't gotten rid of it by then. <laughs>
0: wow, look at this guy. Look at this yeah. guy.
2: What, what am I up to? Um... Apparently, uh, all I... So, <laughs> this could actually lead into our topic of Had My Fill. I think I'm done with with woodworking. I think now all I'm going to use is hollow doors. I'm going <laughs> to turn my shop exclusively into a shop where I only make things out of eighth-inch plywood culminated from hollow doors, because that's what I've been doing. Um, and I'm having a blast with it, because it's what... It, it reminds me of when I got started doing this stuff like 10 years ago when i was like i have an idea i'm gonna pull apart a palette and i thought i was like the first person to ever think of that you know and um and, you know it makes something out of this palette and like it was all like that just exploring and seeing what i could get away with and how far i could push garbage and in some of my earlier designs which you know maybe i feel like they what they um what they lacked in uh craftsmanship they made up for with you know creativity maybe Uh, but now like you know a decade later i feel like my craftsmanship is catching up to my creativity um and so like i can actually like it actually comes out as good as i'm thinking (laughs) sometimes you know or at least closer to what i'm hoping to happen and so now like you know if i like even you know like bill i mean bill has one he has one of my hollow door guitars i tried to talk him out of buying it because i told him it was kind of crap but he wanted it and and now he's going to part it out right that's what your last plan was to part it out yeah, I have already taken it apart. Yeah, good, good. Because you know, it, it was I didn't know I didn't have the tooling or the knowledge. Like I was just trying to do
1: the minimal amount of work. You know, I was going to ask you how much is the uh, the new equipment sparked many, many, many more ideas for that, like the the CNC specifically and the laser.
2: Oh well, I, absolutely. Because it opens up, it opens up, um, you know, possibilities that you know are there by hand, but they're not as feasible. Right. Um, I've got a couple, uh, guitars I'm working on right now at a doors. Um, that, you know, I mean, I guess I'm using the CNC to cut the bodies out, but, uh, like the prepping of the blanks and stuff was all just done by hand. Right. Uh, right. But then what, but that's what makes it exciting is that you can, you know, if you, you glue a million pieces of wood together and you know, it's table saw and glue and clamps, um, but then you have these blocks and then there's something about that, like taking that block of just like pure garbage. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's eighth inch Luan plywood. It's like the, nobody wants it, and then eighth just inch Luan
1: plywood that's now six inch thick boards. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I made a I made a
2: one block that you know was 12 and a half inches wide mm-hmm. by an inch and a half thick by twenty inches long out of this stuff, and uh, and you know I cut a guitar out of it. Um,
0: can Can I ask you how you're getting it like clamped up with that much like surface area? You you have a vacuum a bag or how are you doing? It? A lot of calls, oh, a lot of calls. Um,
2: okay. yeah, no, I'm doing it. In, I'm doing it in shifts, I guess, because the the, the you don't you don't want the glue to start setting up on you while you're going. Like the the guitar blank I did, you know, they're all the the it's individual strips, an inch and a half thick, going like the long way, so it's not like a giant twenty inch sheet. That's being pushed down flat If I do it that way It's just weight You know basically I put like Every piece of steel I can find in my shop And, okay. and put them together Like that To make like plywood But I'm doing more Like a verse You know A sideways plywood So uh, you know Like it, I'll do like 10 strips And you have to Sand them all Before you can do this Because they have finish on them So the wood glue Won't wow. set You know Which yeah. is kind of A pain in the neck But um So I'll do like I'll do like 10 strips at a time You know And just clamp gotcha. them up and then, I'll, and then I'll have Four blocks of 10 strips And I'll glue those together and then that hey, that's don't easy. you have a drum sander I do I do and I, I was thinking about setting set up, up the, jig, problem is set the drum up sander yeah the, the drum sander doesn't go that thin so I'd have to build a sled for it right, uh, which is not a big a, deal
1: set up a jig yeah. and then you can just put one sheet of those strips on there run it through the drum sander one time and you're done you can make it like a uh, yeah but my drum line. sander's.
2: My drop center is 15 inches wide, I think. So I could, you know, if, I mean, but it's open-ended on one side. So in theory, I could run the whole 30-inch door through. Right. Um, but it, they don't really do that too well. But um, it's kind of a pain in the
1: neck. But to, I could cut them into 15-inch strips and just run right through for sure. And then also I was going to say, so we know you can make guitars... What, what can you make? Like, cause you, somebody was asking you for a piece of furniture, you're going to take on a commission. What about using that Luan for skinning stuff? You know what I mean? Like instead of, you know, using, oh I
2: have, yeah, no, I have dozens of ideas. Um, okay. I mean, like, you know, I have a, I'm going to do a video for maker made CNC where I'm going to make something that's not a guitar <laughs> with, uh, with these doors. And, um, oh, and I'm going to answer your question in a second, Phil. And then, uh, I have some furniture ideas too. Um, you know, uh, that uh, I'm gonna get to eventually um, but mm. right now you know I'm doing this so <laughs> I got my, my shops that I have like 10 guitars going right now in my shop it's crazy I have these other other guitars I'm working on wow. too and stuff but um but so Phil where am I getting them is uh, I, I put up in a local Facebook group like my home community Facebook group my wife put up a message for me because she's more active in the group and uh, I had a guy. He had seven doors. You know, with like ten minutes down the road. So he's like, "Oh yeah, we Sick. just remodeled our house." So and then I've got five four two custom woodworks. I wrote the name down, so I would get it right this time. He listens to the podcast, and he is a builder in Connecticut. Um, and he messaged me. I'm going to go this weekend probably to pick up. He has um, like thirty or forty of them for me.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, because he's doing a big deal.
2: So I, I, told him I would take as many as I could fit in my key truck. He's about a half so hour. Three at a road. time. So,
0: that's, so two.
2: Uh, no, I think I can fit thirty of them. Um, because okay. if I put them on their... there's no hardware on them. If I put them on their sides, uh, huh? they're each about an inch, inch and a quarter thick, and my bed is fifty inches wide. So
1: you know, Phil and I was doing the math, and we, we figured out, and Casey verified it, and she's smarter than both of us. Um, that the average person attributes approximately 0.0025% of the problems with the world and like your footprint right so you basically shouldn't have had to get that little scrawny little truck you could have kept your real truck
2: uh, yeah but it's not you about want me to translate? i understood like I, I think I get what he's saying because basically if, if none of us recycled and we all drove around in big gas guzzling trucks, it really would make a hill of beans difference for the, the direction that the world is heading. Uh, Bingo because Bingo. The, pro- the, the problem is in industry and all that. Uh, I get it. But one of the ways that we make change is by showing that change is possible, which is... <laughs> and showing... And I, and I say this to my son all the time. Like, like we don't all have to live in yurts and, you know, and, and eat daisies. Like, but we can make these just small sacrifices in our lives, like s- giving up just that little bit of comfort, like of, of the, the giant truck with the AC that gets 10 miles to the gallon and just, you know, like just these little tiny sacrifices. Notice how he they threw do the add AC in there?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: because so. it's, it's June now and I'm wishing I had AC. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, you know, like it's just those little, those little sacrifices that we can all make, like and even like... Even if recycling is a total waste of time, it sure beats littering. That's what Izzy was just saying on their podcast. That maybe I said
1: too. it's like, "Well, just don't." Why are we littering anyways? You know? <laughs> like, no, absolutely. Just I just, I just, yeah, like, no, I, I agree. Just, with I miss sure the that. yellow truck. I, in fact, when Phil, I when, when we hooked up with Phil, I was wearing the shirt that had your yellow truck on it. it said, "Go loot. I miss the yellow truck, Tim. Mm-hmm. I, I just do.
2: That was a cool truck, but yeah. you know things things have to change. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of change. You know. Nothing that's a no.
0: change ever.
1: Well, Casey <laughs> tells me I have to change my underwear every day. No exceptions. Yeah.
0: That yeah. Well, the change would be that you wear underwear. That would be terrific. No, no, no. Trust me.
1: I do. I'm not. I know. No, I don't, don't understand why people don't. I think it's not a good thing. Everybody should wear underwear. In fact, that's one good thing about the Mormons. They have underwear and then special underwear on top of it. It's a good thing.
2: That's right. Special Two. underwear on top of their underwear? Yeah, they have a like a chastity suit almost that they wear, right? Uh, they're like called I don't know what's called. called yeah, like. they're
1: they're called garments. And uh, it's basically harking to the days when you would you would you would have you no matter what shirt you wore, you wore a white t-shirt. Your t-shirt was your underwear. That's what the, your, your right. underclothes. Remember those right. like leave it to beaver days? Everybody wore a white yep. t-shirt underneath their button-up shirt. And in the summertime yep. your button-up shirt still had a t-shirt under it and it was just short sleeve.
2: Still sounds like too, too many shirts, man. If we all just make small sacrifices and just wear one <laughs>
0: shirt at a time. Yeah. Change your underwear you once a week. You be the change you want to see. That's right.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, F- Phil, uh, do you have anything to add uh, to what you've been working on before we jump into the topic? Because I think we're already almost there, but...
0: Uh, just just copy and paste what Bill said, because that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, all right. Well, the, top, the topic go. is named after... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the topic is named after you, Phil.
0: Yes, I think what it means is that Casey and Bill spent so much time with me that they are now sick of me, and they've they have they've got their fill.
1: Oh, no, we haven't gotten enough of our fill. That's wrong. You're you you, you you're so self-deprecating. Wow, I said that in a sentence that's correctly. That's because I'm a jerk. What? I said that in a sentence correctly. I just surprised myself. No, seriously, uh, we got to see you again before you leave. So uh, that's not it. But had my fill... Um, in your case means that we had the opportunity to, to have your presence and we spent time with you and we'll spend a little more before you leave. But had my feel, I'm thinking of is just like, um, what, what in the maker world that we do, have you just had enough of, or, or you feel like you've learned enough of maybe, and and now you're ready for the next step or you just don't want to do that anymore. Um, and I think we should just start with, um, Tim go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. You just hold uh, on to this sandbag.
2: No, it's... Uh, I, I think that, you know, one of the th- the great things about what we do is that... Well, maybe... The, I mean, I guess me, I could say, because I do it for a living. You guys have jobs, too, but maybe it's actually harder for me because I do it for a living and I have to to pay the bills doing it so sometimes you end up doing things you're just like you know what I'm all set with this I think that's like true for any job but it could also be you know in, in the way you guys are doing it as hobbies like I know Phil you could say that about your your whiskey boxes it's like you do mm-hmm. it because you love it but then you get to the point where you're like you know what I think I want to love something else for a while yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah. and um, you know sometimes you need a break I mean I can I can speak like to, to music you know I mean I had a job where I got paid to play music and drink Jägermeister like for a living and uh and i got sick of that and most people would be like how do you get sick of that and it's like well you can have your fill of anything you know Mm -hmm. um and you need a little break um Mm -hmm. so yeah that's like this year i've been really lucky like i'm really pushing the guitar because i needed a break from making furniture and I, i i like making furniture i like designing furniture and stuff but i needed a break um i i've i'm i'm all full up on coffee tables right now you know and so people contact me and ask me to make a coffee table and my i do the fill thing i have a a pretty high price <laughs> that's my quote right out of the gate and if they if they take it then I'm gonna make them a coffee table but if they don't I'm not too worried about it and knock on wood I'm uh I'm financially okay to do that right now so you know I've got enough other business going I have you know I had the the stool thing that really helped and I got some guitars I'm selling so um yeah I had my fill on making furniture and and uh you know I'm um, I can see three years from now me being like oh god I gotta make another guitar like what a great problem that would be to have, right. you know, but that's the way I like to progress and change. And maybe who knows? Maybe I'll be playing music again in three years. You know, I, I could see myself doing that again now because I took that break. So that's how how I sort of deal with it. I um, I take I take breaks. I just I step back before like I before I hate it, you know.
1: So having your fill is not a permanent thing of something. It doesn't not have necessarily. to necessarily. It doesn't. Have yeah,
2: not be. necessarily. I, I think I think it's good to just take a time out. You know, uh, which is I feel like bill maybe what you're doing right now after after doing casey's shop like because you used to be (laughs) twice (laughs) 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 because yeah i mean you were very prolific for a very long time like which is one of the reasons why you know both of you were on the podcast with me because you were actually making stuff but i feel like not so much phil because he's just busy but you bill um i feel like you needed a break from the from the hobby because it was becoming work
1: yeah yeah i mean i the, the the second salon had other issues um, personal issues and nothing, nothing major, but it, it, it's, it's just like, it was just more of a pain in the butt where the first one had its problems as well, but it was so exciting and so much fun. And it kind of jumped me back into making things again. Uh, but mm. this time around, it's just like, really? Uh, all right, fine. And and I'm almost done. I got a couple more things to do there. But yeah, I've kind of had my fill with um, making furniture like you. It's like, I don't really need to. I'm working hard enough now at, at work, which... I, sh- I should never have to work hard I'm too old but um,
0: sure yeah so,
1: so I'm, I'm getting uh, I'm getting the urge now to get the salon finished and start making a few more cigar box guitars and actually Tim I, I am going to make a coffee table and I don't know why because I don't know if it will fit in my house. But based upon the two-size palette idea that you we talked about, I was like, just fill in the gaps for one and make it like that. So kind of your design, but my idea, yep. I want to make that. Now, the more I've, I've been thinking about this over and over again, I want to make this thing and see how it comes out. So I have a build in mind just for the heck of it. Um, maybe try and make it fit in my my living room. But if not, I'll make it and give it to somebody or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you could always just throw your other furniture away.
1: Oh mm, uh, Casey okay, gets mad at me because, yeah, <laughs> she she actually likes what I make, believe it or not. And uh, I I'm like I have no real attachment to it, so I can, half the time I'm like, come on, it's been here long enough. Let's get something different. No, we need to keep this forever. She gets really attached to things. She's she's <laughs> she's she's ready to kind of call the police on Phil so he gets his uh, passport taken away because she wants to keep. <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: uh. You um, can move, make a can move in
2: with. You can move in with the other lizard. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: other lizard. It's cold
2: blooded. I, I, I can't remember Tim I, No, that's okay. That's what I meant. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Just
2: think, David Bowie um,
1: and Lou Reed, Ziggy and Lou. So,
2: so uh, Phil, what about you? Have you had your fill with this like working traveling thing that we thought you were kind of nuts for taking on this huge
0: job or? Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, Coming to California was is a treat, so, although I do have to work, mm. at least it's like, you know, it's not like Allentown, Pennsylvania, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> hey, I used, I used to live there. <laughs> yeah. That was for calling me a lizard. Um, but it was... <laughs> you know, like, the Northeast, for a lot of it, I've been there, I've done that, I've seen a lot of it. Coming out to California is a treat, like, to see... You know, the Bay Area is a treat and something I wouldn't be able to do or necessarily afford to do on my own dime. So that is very cool. But being on the road so much is not so cool. It's it's really tough. I know I'm missing out on a ton of what my kids are doing. I'm not there at the soccer games. I'm missing out on all kinds of stuff, you know, on the milestones. Hopefully I'm doing this in, in, in the effort of building something and, and providing more for my family. But... Um, uh, but being less sad, I'm going to talk about specifically things that I do have had my fill of, and that is, uh, you know, making those whiskey boxes, like, and really yeah. just making every anything that isn't for me or my family. I think I mentioned on the show that I put my Etsy store into vacation mode. Right. So, so, it's just, that's it. I shut it down. First of all, the it was just too hard. The time constraints of building something for someone as a gift and my own limited time in the shop, like, just... Forget it. I wasn't able to do it, and it was way, way too much stress. Uh, so I, sh- so I shut it down after the last one that I did. And so, uh,
1: yeah, in a sense, you just had your fill of making things for other people.
0: You know what? I, that wasn't e- it's so much. It's just that I'm home maybe one or two weeks out of the month, right? And to have to stress out about making a box for like at least one of those weeks, just not cool. You know, yeah. like, but if I was home all the time, then great. You know what I mean? I basically set uh, on the listing that it would take me two, three weeks to make one. And within two, three weeks, I can make one. That's not the problem. Right. Uh, it's having to do it in like three nights. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. How long do you anticipate so, this uh, current, um, uh, uh, whatever your dra- job structure is right now where you're traveling all the time? Do you have a... a, a uh, a point where you can have your fill of it and, and switch to something else or is it kind of open up in the air right now
0: it's up in the air right now um just just cruising along right now we'll see what happens um but is, like there's is nobody building
1: something that can make a change for you or or is this just kind of a thing that you're just going to have to make make your own opportunity
0: I don't really know how to answer that. I mean, this is this is the job right now and hopefully I'm proving myself to the people I work for that, uh, you know, that I'm out there and building expertise and becoming sort of, quote unquote, um, an industry expert. And after such time as I've done that sufficiently, I can train a team of people to do what I'm doing and then I can sort of stay back and not have to do that. There you go. Um, and then just sort of be there as a resource for those who are traveling, more like regional sales managers. Like it's literally just right. me traveling with a hundred reps. Like it's it's just beyond impossible, but I've gotta sort of build up the credibility to to be able to hand that off at one point. So and I don't know when that point is, but I do know <laughs> that I'm at like an eighth of a tank right now. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how much longer. There's there's not that much gas left in the tank. Yeah. Yeah, the we'll the see.
2: key truck has a small tank too, right? So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> eighth of a tank for me is like about like a like a cup of gas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like it's a thimble of kerosene. No, doesn't it get eighty but, hectares uh, to a thimble of kerosene?
2: Yeah, eighty. Yeah, that's that's the math. But yeah, I feel like um, because that, that's the the, I guess the concern is that you get yourself into a position like that where you're looking for um, you know, like there's like a, you know you're chasing a carrot on a stick. The question is is whether you're going to be able to catch that or if you're the one holding the stick. Um, and uh and that's just something to, to keep in mind like keep an eye on the calendar because you hear these stories all the time of someone's like well yeah i got this job because i was gonna do this and the next thing you new 30 years passed you know and yeah. that's that happens
0: you know so uh well, yeah just i keep... don't know that i'm gonna be able to sustain this for 30 years that's for sure yeah, yeah
2: sorry you're almost at a kerosene you only got two thimbles left that's right
0: <laughs> i'm hoping within the next year or two you know uh, we can figure it out so that it's not me that's on the road two and three weeks out of the month.
2: Right. Yeah. Make your. Uh, you can have your wife go back to work and you could stay home. There's that. Uh, it,
0: I, I you're, have your wife trying from, to do that.
2: Yeah. From what yeah. I understand, your wife is smarter than you and has more education, right? That.
0: Yes. It's a, it's it's a loaded question
2: because you can't you can't answer it anyway.
0: <laughs> no, the no, both of those
2: things are true. Yeah, seriously, that's what, I remember you said that, that she was like a high-end, uh, wh- not a
0: lawyer, what was she? Uh, she has her MBA, so she was oh, working for was like one of those billion-dollar companies as a uh, franchise manager. So she'd manage like four yeah. four countries. So she had Australia, South Africa, South Korea, and the Philippines. So and is she so, like a
2: dictator, or was she elected?
0: Uh, more like appointed.
2: <laughs> um so, so, yeah, she could go back to work and you could be Mr. Mom and run your one-car workshop, you know, make whiskey boxes.
0: I mean, that is the dream. Um, and by that, I mean, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> does, your, does your wife like being home?
0: She loves it. She loves being with the kids. Like, it's oh, the funniest okay, cool. thing. Like, she was this, like, high-power, you know... Uh, corporate know, businesswoman and then yeah. we had kids and then she just turned into this mommy and I, like, and we've been together almost 20 years so I've known this girl since I was 20 and she was 17 and what I loved about her was how independent she in was Canada? and how she refused to be dependent on anyone no. and like she was going to make her own way we'll just give and him a while until like, he figures out that, awesome. um, he's probably talking um, right now I am talking can you hear me uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we, yeah we, we lost yeah. some of that so but um okay well what did, what did you last hear from me we haven't been paying
1: uh, enough attention to kind of tell yeah, you. Yeah, uh, Phil, you're here.
0: <laughs> uh, yet another feel good moment on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so, no, the, yeah, I was, today, I was, was curious.
2: Yeah, because was because some sometimes people you know some people want to like they don't want to stay home and, and parent and then other you know so I was just curious if that was like 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 an option
0: you know but if if she's happy doing she, that, then that's
2: great you know like she, w-
0: she well she can she'll go back to work like. Um, part-time that that's what she wants to be able to do she still wants to be very involved in the kids lives which she is but then she wants some kind of a flex uh thing where she can also do some hours because uh she's worried about going crazy and i get it yep Mm.
2: yeah yeah that's you know gwen and i have a pretty decent arrangement because i'm self-employed so you know gwen works part-time uh, and then she does most of the homeschooling for Vance. And sometimes, you know, the, the discussion is always on the table that Vance is going to go to school and she's going to go back to work sometime, but it just n- hasn't happened yet. And uh, But because I'm self-employed, like, you know, when she she has a couple days a week that she, you know, she teaches her classes and stuff, and so I'm just, uh, Vance comes to the shop with me or I, I go in late or, you know, whatever, I can always work on a Sunday instead of a Friday if I have to. So we just have that, that sort of ebb and flow where we're able to do that, which is people that have 9 to 5s or, in your case, 9 to 9s, <laughs> you know, don't, it gets more difficult you know Angie have, the, the, have more kids and they're younger so it's like really difficult right now you know
0: wow no but uh, but make sure she hangs on to those couple of days because then she still gets her benefits
2: um who Gwen yeah no no she has uh, I have the benefits to the state because I'm self-employed we have a, a thing so uh, she doesn't her job doesn't she doesn't work enough hours for benefits oh uh, yeah, so, so the the state of Connecticut, we have uh, an insurance pool. Uh, predates Obamacare. It changed a little bit with that, but um, if you're self-employed, you can get on to the state health plan that state employees have and jump into that pool. So it's it works pretty good.
0: Wow, that is awesome. Which is I mean, funny that's because on our Canada, but you know,
2: no, it's it's not, but it's it's not bad, and uh. Uh, you know. When um, we were on our first date, and at the time I was a you know musician, and um, uh, you know, so I didn't have any health insurance. <laughs> and I don't think Connecticut had that yet. And I remember like one of the things I said to my you know she's talking about her job is at the time she was a full time school teacher. i was like oh wow, I was like, you must have pretty good benefits. And she was like, what kind of a weird question is that? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a think I'm pragmatic the, 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 dater. Right. I was like, I haven't been to the dentist in eight years. Like, <laughs> you, know. like you got dental? You can go to the dentist whenever you want? <laughs> Must God, be you nice. Know, I,
1: I do have dental and I, I don't go. I got I to gotta go because I'm not going to have these benefits, these great benefits forever. And, or you'll uh, be
2: having your filling. Ah. Filling ah, right, I see what you yeah. did that.
1: I'm going to get my fills.
2: <laughs> How about... um. To get back, on, are there any materials you've had your fill of? Are you done with pallets, like me? I'm tired of cutting up pallets. I probably still will, but you're know, you sick of barnwood. What's your, what have you had your fill with it? besides making stuff? How about the stuff that we use to make stuff? Anything?
0: Well, now that I'm let's say uh, retired from the, uh, I'm making stuff for myself. Not so. Re- I'm good with just about anything now. Like I, I don't really yep. care. Because there isn't so I, that pressure, you know. There isn't that that production right. mode in my head. There's just like be inspired by anything and then use it. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: That's. Uh, I. I. I hope that you saw a few different um, material options when you walked through the salon.
0: I saw a bunch of cool stuff, and I did make some mental notes because, um, you know, you'd walk through there and you would think like some high-end furniture ma- maker made all this stuff because it's made with such um, attention to detail. And the distressing that Bill does is incredible. Like it's really, really good. It's like what you'd see in the furniture industry. So hmm. I definitely oh, took thank note you. of that.
1: I just meant like I, I got all kinds of garbage
0: that I used, <laughs> all kinds of <laughs> different
1: garbage that I used. So I appreciate. Yeah, you're that. really thank good at so that.
0: Much. Well, I saw, I saw like rebar and saw blades and and grating and all kinds of different stuff. But I I think uh, Bill has a little bit. Uh, easier time to access to those materials because have oh, yeah. a couple of those dumpsters at the airport, right?
1: Well, not only that I mean you didn't see it in the daytime But I could just walk around my neighborhood and pick up garbage that's just on the street So but and right. there's a lot of industrial in the Bay Area. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of industrial So yeah, I do have easy access, but you're right uh, clean out days at the airport. Absolutely. That's um, I get tools and all kinds of just materials and so, yeah, I have it lucky in that that respect. But there is, uh, I think, like Tim was saying, you know, you get your fill of the palette thing because that's one thing. It's really easy, and it's still an amazing material, don't get me wrong, but it's really easy to just get stuck on that to where now you're driving down the road, you might see a bent piece of something, it's like, oh, there's that stock. Especially when you get your welder, <laughs> you're going yeah. you're, you're to be seeing yeah. the world in a new light, I promise you.
0: Yeah, yeah I have a feeling. yeah. You should meet up for that one day.
1: Um,
2: yeah, um, you know, I might be busy. I might be going to San Francisco that week, but, you know. <laughs> will... um, Seems unlikely. I, for For me, I, it's not that I've had my fill with pallets. What I've had my fill with is, is pine, I think, and soft wood. I'm just tired mm. of it. Yeah. Um, like because uh, I am trying to bring things to a different place and you know I mean it's great for like if you want to make like a coffee table and you want that barn wood look then you get some barn pine and you make it or whatever but but I'm like I've kind of had my fill with that so I'm I'm into this you know like you know the guitars and whatnot the pines kind of not that great for that and I'm just tired of trying to trying to shine it you know what I mean and uh, like that I just was redoing that guitar I made like four years ago and you know it was made of pine, and I was like, like looking at it, and just like all the, you know, I was just like, oh god, like I got to try and clean this joint up, and I, you know, I'm just like, I need to learn how to sharpen my chisels better,
0: or just not work with pine. And
2: <laughs> I think, I, I think the second option's easier, you know.
0: <laughs> so. It is definitely harder, that's for sure, because of the exact things you just said. It's so soft, um, and it's, and working with hand tools with, with pine, uh, you're right. Your all your stuff has to be super sharp. Um, well, the and grain it is so quickly. loose,
1: yeah. And,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and working with hand tools with reclaimed wood is so scary because, yeah. you know, like, oh, whoops, oh, you hit a nail with your number five or whatever it is, and great, now you, you have know, to grind down like an eighth inch of steel. Yeah. It's two, it's really uh, two
2: hours now. Two hours to get that thing into sharp again, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. you like, oh, that wasn't worth it at all. And I like to bust out my plane, like, Quite frequently, I I find a lot of the times using a hand tool is faster than setting up a uh, you know a power tool for yeah for a little fix like a one off operation or like a quick fix absolutely like a chisel or I use my number five and a quarter constantly like way more than I use the number four Um, and I'm always using it but with only when I really know the wood
2: yeah and that's that's kind of like. You know, I'm I'm not done with reclaimed, but I'm kind of tired of dealing with that stuff, and um, and so, you know, like like my holocore doors, like I don't worry about any of that. There, (laughs) it's pine. You know, the trim is pine, but uh, and you know, but but really, I'm just I'm I'm into this pursuing other materials thing, and right now I'm I'm fixated on these doors, but um, like you know, I want to like find other viable. Materials that are being discarded too, just because keeps, it keeps it keeps young and new for me, you know. Um, but yeah. What so do you that's, think the next?
0: What do you think the next thing is after the hollow corridor? I know you're just sort of stepping into it, but what do you think the next thing is? Stairs? I don't know. Um, no, I haven't. You know, I mean, my
2: I, I would love to find a viable use for all the horrible IKEA sawdust furniture, you know, like the. But I There's just not- I haven't.
1: There's
0: not. I know. I mean, why can't it, they and and why can't they rechip it? Well, I'm sure. Uh, I was thinking.
1: I was thinking about that. I I think from a, a business standpoint, I don't think it's worth it to a big corporation to do that. Yeah. Uh, as far as like them like recycling their own to, to remake new stuff. Um, and I I have th- I can't think of anything that you can do with crappy particle board. Yeah, nothing, because you really can't and burn we- it. You're not supposed to burn it, right? Well, it's, yeah. it's got, yeah, it's got epoxy and
2: crap in it. Like, actually, I, I did burn a piece of it because uh, <laughs> I had cut out this Paul Jackman. Um, uh, when I did the guitar with Paul Jackman, I had okay. a piece of solid, solid core door, which is that same sawdust fill, you know, right. and, I, and I ran some test cuts on it with his logo and stuff to make sure it's going to work before we did it on his blank. And, uh, and so then I've had a kick around the shop. So I put it up on Instagram a few months ago. I was like, hey, what should I do with this? Save it and frame it or ceremoniously burn it? And, you know, of course, 90% of the people wanted me to burn it. So Vance and I lit it on fire we, in a little fire pit that Maddie made in the backyard. And within, like, two minutes, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill the entire neighborhood if I keep burning this thing. I have to put it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just nothing oh. you can do with that. It's a, it's a shame because IKEA furniture looks, some of it, I love the design. You know, and the idea that the, uh, I got a lot of inspiration on it being uh, making stuff that's portable, you know, that I can take apart and put back together, you know, modular from them. Mm. But but their business practice sucks. I mean, that what they're using in, in it's just it's a it's a one shot. Yeah, making disposable only, furniture. Yeah, It's disposable you furniture. Know?
2: Yeah, but that, that's why. But I mean, you know, how many people have said the same thing about hollow core doors? Like, oh, just throw them away. It's not worth it. And I'm trying to show that it is, you know, so that's why I like those types of challenges. And I have no idea what I could possibly do with the junk that's inside the Ikea furniture. But Uh, when I do, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on it. I mean, I don't, I'm thinking it's going to be a different direction than making furniture. Like it's going to be some sort of breaking the stuff up again into a, a, like a loose, you know, uh, insulating a house. I don't know, like (laughs) pumping in as insulation, who knows? But you know, if I can think of something to do with it. Um, I, I need to do more research on how it's made and stuff, but it's just right now that's not what I'm on. So,
1: well, Just just real right. quick, to go with the whole insulation to fill in the walls of a house, you would have to add either A, add more fire retardant chemical to the mixture, which is putting more nastiness out in the world, or you'd be building a house that would be basically a matchstick. Well,
2: it, it worked really well for the three little pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> uh, well done. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. Shoving, shoving sawdust, which is—I mean, have you ever thrown? Have you ever like been sweeping up and taking like like uh, just a fistful of sawdust and just thrown it into an open flame?
1: Oh yeah, it's, no. I mean, it, it burns so fast that
0: it—it's it a cloud it's of air. fire.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a cloud yeah. of fire, and yeah, it's the heat actually. It's a, the heat actually you can weaponize it it it. up. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, there you yeah, go. You could, that might be the next thing. Chemical, chemical warfare be, yeah, with Ikea furniture you know what that would yeah,
2: de- you me first folks little <laughs> I don't want to you know spend all of the military's budget but <laughs> if, you were, if you were to chop that stuff up put it into a soup can and like light it on fire and launch it at someone people are going to get hurt
1: like yeah yeah we should oh, you probably know, I feel get a little awkward now yeah I, yeah I feel a little <laughs> awkward now about the whole um not
2: giving any ideas Ugh. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, anyways,
0: th- that's not what I'm gonna do. G- with it. G-rated here, boys. G-rated. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I guess that's what we've had our fill of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> IKEA bombs. We've had our fill of IKEA bombs. Kaboom! <laughs> did we have any new? Um, did we have any new we, iTunes reviews? We do. We have. Oh. We have a new one. Oh, okay, by
2: by Dabbing Beasters uh, and it's five stars so I'm reading it and the title is Monkeys with a question mark these these three baboons, seriously Lutz has to be an ape like to ramble on (laughs) (laughs) like to ramble on about a spontaneous topic they thought up 30 seconds before they hit record is it good? That's for you to decide Joking aside, I absolutely love this podcast. I would definitely recommend it to anyone who loves making and reclaiming and it's signed to Addison Rogers. Um, no no real names, Addison. That's You don't want to be affiliated with us with your real name. But that, that was actually nice. Thank you very much.
0: I, I, uh, well, except the for the part where he called Lutz a monkey. That's not very nice. Well, look at my hair uh, right ape. now. Ape.
1: Ape. He called him an ape. Neanderthalish. How's that? I'm a hybrid.
0: Well, oh, let's not. Met the men in not. real life. It's yeah. mostly not true, okay? Oh. Yeah, and
2: we don't want to we don't want to alienate the Neanderthal demographic, so let's not compare you to them. <laughs> <laughs> They're banging down our door for sponsorship. <laughs> so uh, yes, thank you for the review, I and if <laughs> if you would like to to leave a review on iTunes, uh, there's a link right from the Reclaimed Audio Podcast website. You can leave a review, and as long as it's five stars, we will read it, whatever it says, even if it calls Lutz a baboon.
1: Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm really okay with that.
2: Actually, he called all three of us baboons. Okay, good. Ape.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like luke has got the um, like the best end of that because I feel like apes are better than baboons.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, probably. Who has uh? Who has a hot tip this week? Ooh,
1: I did last week, Tim. It's your turn.
2: Okay, I'll do. I'll do one. Um, I have uh, this is a sanding uh, tip because you know we all have to do it. I have um, every time I have like a scrap of plywood that's about the size of like eight and a half by eleven. I will save it usually like half inch, and I use that and I s- and I glue down sandpaper to it, and I do it with different grits. So I don't have to go. Mm. I have a couple different like random ones. I have like this plastic thing. It was like a like some kind of board i have some plywood like that i have a piece of plywood that's about 30 inches long by like four inches wide that i cut the the sandpaper into thirds and run it out as a strip because it's like for guitar necks and stuff sanding um, board so yeah. but yeah sanding board so but what i do is like because we all have these scraps of of plywood around um i i have different grits of them already ready to go so um i don't have to like peel the paper off and then put a new one on so just it doesn't take up any space it's like the you know four pieces of plywood stacked up in a corner take up like no space you know right um so instead of like you know peeling it off or like or like sticking it on and then sticking the next one on or just like having a slide around yourself you just grab these boards And so every time you need a sheet of plywood it's just there or a sheet of sandpaper it's just there and it's
0: on a, f- a flat surface already ready to go so that super was smart i love that um, and then and the other thing for, of course like, um for if you're making a small enough box flattening it yeah
2: yeah, yeah, because you, you can hold it in your hand and move it across the object, or you can put it down on the table and move the object across it. Right. Um, and so to, to stick with that theme, um, I'll mention a couple other sanding uh, you know, tips and tricks. One is, um, you know, your palm sander? Um, mm-hmm. When it breaks, because it will, take off the, the, the random orbit part, the Velcro part, and just glue a block of wood or something yeah. on that, and then you can u- use that as a hand sander and use your same – yeah, the platinum yeah, and use that for hand sanding. I, I picked that trick up from – I think it was a Duresta video where yeah. he, was, he did that. Ooh, and, uh, he is that, very clever. Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing. That one comes in handy. Um, I think I mentioned it before. I have, a, like, erasers, big erasers that I use for sanding inside curves. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, those work really well. But one of my favorite <laughs> – one of my favorite uh, sanders, you don't have to use this actual product, but my buddy Crash, he was teaching me like his technique for fretting guitars. And this isn't just a guitar fretting thing. This could relate to other things for sanding and radiuses. But he has a roll of, if you own a dog and you live in a city, you know about dog poop bags. So you you pick up your dog poop, right? Yeah. He just has a roll of these dog poop bags that are about an inch and a quarter in diameter, and they're about two inches wide the way they're rolled up the way they come in the package he just took that and he wrapped masking tape around it to keep it tight and uh, and he gave it to me when he was done he's like I got more dog poop bags I don't even keep it and it's just this perfect little radius round sander for getting into small areas and for you know you just wrap your sandpaper around it and hold it but what's cool about it is if you're using like a dowel or something that's firm like it's hard but these bags you can squeeze them and shape them and and like you know make these different sort of shapes out of them. they have just a little bit of give and they they like go over bumps and stuff um it's a pretty handy so I, I was thinking about doing it again maybe even making a video of it or just taking like a bunch of those horrible shopping bags and and making my own like bag yeah. roller you know um so just like to be creative oh, very with that clever. instead of like because i mean usually we just like stick our finger behind the sandpaper and, and move it around and stuff and you know you you burn it through the paper you know in one spot or whatever and it doesn't work so just like look around your shop and see what you have that that has a little bit of flexibility to it a little bit of softness um, and it's really good for getting in corners like erasers and rolled up plastic even
1: I'd like to um you you, you inspired me to remember something that was um, special and it's I gotta wish Casey a happy birthday first and foremost so oh, happy birthday and, Casey and what we did besides have an amazing time hanging out with Phil on her actual birthday um, Sunday, the day before her birthday, we went to Santa Cruz with her mom and dad, and we were walking. They do. We have a thing that we do, like it's like a you know tradition. We go take pictures in the, the photo booth thing, and then we they go play squirt the uh, try to pop the balloon with the water gun, and then they go on the Big Dipper. Anyway, uh, we were at a gift shop, and she was walking around. Now, recently, Casey uh, has been doing um, accounting on uh, QuickBooks. And she screwed something up and she lost all of her information for the shop for six months oh. on the QuickBooks thing. She's got all the information. She's just got to re-enter it. But while she was in the, the, the gift shop, they had these erasers the size of, um, I don't know, like an iPhone Plus, right? These huge erasers. And it said on the eraser for really big mistakes. So I That's thought it would be thian- funny. I, I, I ran up to her. I said, here, honey, will this help you with your QuickBooks? <laughs> that's the eraser that i have in the ch-
2: shop is one of those yeah yeah, yeah she sure so left
1: uh no and then her mom threw something at me but that's besides the point um <laughs> so uh yeah no that's a good idea I, I know where to get one of those erasers now that, that would be a neat thing to do because
2: it. it was shoved up your
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> oh yay just wash that off Ooh, you know. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to um,
0: what grabbed your attention. Bill, what grabbed your attention this week?
1: This week. So I might have said this before. If I haven't, uh, I'll say it again because she is absolutely amazing. Her name is Kirsten Joy Weiss, and she is an Olympic competitive shooter. Um, Young lady, I'm almost positive she's from Utah uh, just because of the landscape of where she goes. But she does all these trick shots and everything. Like, she will stand on her she'll stand like a do a yoga pose and then shoot an egg at a hundred yards. I mean it's just she she shoots playing cards sideways. That's how good she is. Wow. Wow. I, I'm not I'm not kidding. She's amazing. And one of the things she doesn't do is only show the hit. She shows that it might take fifteen shots to get these trick shots. Uh, she shows it all. She just explains it. But lately, she's had some uh, partnerships with the guy, the actor uh, Ermin, the gunny. He played a Full Metal Jacket. He's like the
0: ultimate drill R- sergeant Lee, guy. Uh, uh, Ermi, what's his first name? R- Ermi, Ernie, R- Ermie something. Ermi's his yeah, last some, name. But yeah, but anyway, she's not,
1: now it's like you know shooting with the gunny because the guy was in real life an actual gunnery yeah. sergeant in the army. Um, yeah. So if you if, if just check it out. She's a, a, an amazing, bright, beautiful young woman. And she just, if, if you're into shooting at all, it would be something to check out. Kirsten Joy Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. And she gets like half a million views for shooting an Oreo at 300 yards, you know. So one of those things. Sick. Cool.
0: What about you, wow. Tim?
2: Um, I have a, actually a, a YouTube recommendation of a, it's called, um, the channel's called Ollie's Woodshop. And it's a, a young woman I had seen one of her videos on the on the. she did a video for tools today and it was on their website um, and I, I it was a, you know, a big CNC machine big CNC shop and she made some plywood furniture and the design of it it was just very very modern and funky and it was kind of like that like almost like oh those almost looks like something would be like in an IKEA but it was made of real plywood and not compressed board and um, you know so it'll actually last and I'm not a huge fan of plywood I'd rather see it made out of out of you know wood Um, but I get it you know I'm not but so I guess she saw the potential and and people like really reacted to this video that she made so she's starting to make videos out on her channel Um, and she did this great chair design and it's like a vlog which isn't really necessarily my thing I'd rather watch like the build video than like oh here's where my shop is you know but um Mm -hmm. but but there was a little bit of both and the, the build itself was just the design is was just great it was just very like like modern Jetsons kind of this like cool chair and um, so it's just an up and coming uh, designer YouTuber that uh, uh, we'll probably be seeing
0: more of. Nice, awesome, cool. Um, um, what grabbed my attention this week is the book that I'm reading. Uh, it's called Ready Player One, and there was a movie, but now I'm reading the book, and it's awesome if you're a fan of like '80s uh, '80s pop culture. And some sci-fi. It's an awesome read. So, enjoying it.
2: Was that the movie where they like, he lived in the stacks?
0: Yeah, yeah. How was it? Eighties stuff in there? I don't remember any eighties stuff. It was all eighties stuff. It was all eighties pop culture. But it was like of, the future. W- it was the future in a. But they're living in this like uh, computer simulation, and they're trying yeah. to solve like this mystery in the simulation because oh, right. the creator a, is a huge eighties fan. So right there's all the like retro video. Yeah, I remember that now Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: that's shows how much kind of like <laughs> kind of of like the entire visit with Phil because he and my wife are the same age so they talked about all kinds of eighties pop culture that I had no clue.
0: True story. Yeah. <laughs> Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out IronAndSoul.com, WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter. Leave us those iTunes reviews, as Tim said. There's a link on our pod, on our uh, website, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com, and on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Reclaimed Audio. Uh, for as little as one dollar, you get access to the pre-show, and that's a little bit more R-rated, and you get to hear how we come up with our weekly topics. It's a ton of fun, and uh, like I said, with as little as one dollar per episode, you get access to that. And I would say more
1: adult-oriented as opposed to R-rated. Just
0: adult-oriented. Yes. Yeah. And with I ten dollars, right. you get your name read out loud at the beginning of the show as a top Patreon supporter, and for twenty-five dollars. You get a monthly call with us. How fun is that? It's pretty fun. I've been there. Well. Super fun. Super fun. Thanks, thanks, thanks Tim. You're really helping. Um, it's I all right. Guess-
1: <laughs> yeah, also, one other thing you can do to help, if, you, if you're already giving us $25 a month and you're writing reviews for us, one extra thing you could do, seriously, is um, share the podcast with your friends. Post it up on Facebook and, and all your socials and everything. Let's get the word out.
0: Wow, I like it. Pushy boots, I like it. Hmm. Nice.
1: I like being pushy. I like being pushy.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, we're done with that. Uh, That's all I got. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.
1: All right, bye, everybody. Be good. Maybe.